podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback. And I am joined, as always, by my lovely, lovely, corn-loving co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, man? I'm I'm ready for Thanksgiving takes, JJ. I can't. Uh, this is this is one of the this is this was a, an infamous week last year. It was. It was. It was the week where I revealed that I don't really love food and I like corn. Okay. J- yeah, just a little bit. So you, you only you 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 have promised that you're gonna take a picture of your plate though. I will. I will. I'll tweet it. If it, if it doesn't get a hundred retweets, oh no! Actually, if it gets a hundred retweets, I'm deleting the account. There you Ooh, go. Wow. So that you realize how easily that can happen. I don't know, man. I I, I would be I would be hard pressed to see someone to see people retweet a picture of corn a hundred times. I think that your your cold medicine is getting to you. <laughs> We both are taking cold medicine, aren't we? We are. We both have colds, which is not good for this podcast. Like we're gonna we're gonna have some awful, awful takes on this podcast. I'm, I'm trying not to cough. <laughs> no, you can cough. It's fine. Everyone can listen to, to you cough. Everyone can find out that you're not a perfect human being. Buddy. Oh man. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm talking with my nose plugged, but this is just how I sound <laughs> right. You right. sound like Chucky from Rugrats. Wow, that's a good call. <clears throat> yeah, you like that? That's, that's such a I nice. mean, when, when do I not have a 90s throwback? That's such a 90s kid call. Good job. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, man, it's it's Thanksgiving week. I do want to clear up two things from last week, okay? Because last week on the podcast, we got a question about uh, something about, like, what song you would you would yeah. uh, listen to when you were deleting your your, uh, <laughs> your account. And yeah. I said, and I talked about uh, Tupac. When I said when like that, that's just the way it is, and and like I don't care about Bruce Hornsby guys. He's my dad's age. I don't care. I was born in the '80s. I care about Tupac, okay? And I I got a lot of hate for that. And the other thing I got a lot of hate for is the Justin Perillo take. I can beat Justin Perillo. <laughs> in a I can't believe I cannot believe you're doubling down here. Now, <laughs> totally. here. No, no, wait, wait. Here's the thing. I was thinking about this because because people were were outraged that. And it may be rightfully so that you think that you can beat Justin Perillo in a, in a in a in a foot race. I believe you can beat Peyton Manning in a foot race. I, I definitely could. I mean, even without the bad foot. Um, now, I would have said the same about Tom Brady until recently when he decided to be to get in shape. You right. know, like right. hey, he seemed to get in some sort of shape. Yeah, like Matt Matthew Stafford too. Whenever he was. Remember when Stafford a couple years ago was super out of shape, and then last yeah. year he showed up, and he's like, "Oh my god, it's, he's no longer fat." Right? Yeah, he he wasn't fat face anymore. Um, uh, same with Bortles. Uh, Bort- yeah. Bortles looked like he had never exercised in his life until uh, until this season. But guys, I can beat Justin Perillo in a foot race. Oh, I mean, how many? Okay, okay. If we're running a forty, let's say he runs a four nine. What do you think I run my forty in? Like five two three. Okay. That's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, no, listen, it, I know it's accurate because I I ran a forty and I ran it in five three and I felt like I was flying. I was like, <laughs> I, like I look I looked at you know my friend was keeping uh, keeping the time and I looked 
I looked at her like, what was it? It was like four, six, four, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like five, three. I was like, what? No. That's pretty, it's pretty incredible that Dree Archer runs a whole second faster than you. I know. No, it's like, I can't even comprehend what that looks like, you know, right. in, in person. Right. I, you know, obviously I've never been in a combine or anything, but, but uh, my God, it's, it must be like, you like a, like an out of body experience to, <laughs> to run that fast. I mean, I thought I thought I had like nailed it. I was like, this isn't hard. It was like five three. I was like, oh my god, man, man. Yeah, I mean, I probably can't beat Justin Perilla, but it's really fun to double down on a bet like that. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we had this talk. Yeah, I needed to get those off my chest, especially the freaking Bruce Hornsby thing. Like, come so, on. It, it's come because on. it's because Hornsby did that riff that's in that Tupac song. Or? Yeah, I mean he made the, I mean he made the beat. Made, like, yeah. That whole song is from him. But like, who cares? Tupac did it way better. Well, I think it would be the same with, uh, and I'm 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 dabbling in in sort of unfamiliar waters here. But um, with Sting's uh, song that was taken, yeah, by uh, P Diddy, used by P Diddy, right? And yeah. and uh, and you know, but a whole generation of people identify that cut with uh with p diddy right right i would i mean that's even that's even like less of a stretch than the hornsby thing i feel Mm -hmm. like like people would understand sting more than they would understand the hornsby thing with Mm -hmm. with with tupac to hornsby versus diddy to sting sure that's my take that's my thought on it so uh, you know what sorry not sorry guys that i had those takes last week but i stand by them for the most part i think Justin Perillo would need to be wearing what, what like he would need to have like some some like his not only his pads but other mm-hmm. things on like like maybe like like fifty pound ankle weights on one on each ankle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, <clears throat> that that actually reminds me of a, a time uh, back when I was in college. I used to play uh, racquetball a lot um, because I was uh, an elitist white guy at the time, and um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and I used to play with my brother in law who is uh, like seven or eight years younger than me so you know i was like i was like 22 he was like four like maybe 15 at the time so he was in really really good shape played basketball for for his high school and everything he used to wear a a weighted vest oh one of those people to play to play me in racquetball and i this was the greatest offense to me like Mm. i was i i was fuming when he came into the into the gym one day wearing the stupid weighted vest it was it was 30 pounds. He put 30 pounds on his back. <laughs> and he thought that he could compete. I was like, dude, you know you, you can't win like that, right? Well, we, we come out. He wins the first game, and I, I'm about to lose my mind. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I, if, I lose, if I lose to my brother-in-law, like, wear, wearing 30 extra pounds, it, th- that is, that's the biggest slap in the face of all time. Sure. I, I buckled down and beat him because I knew that I would actually go insane if he won. So. Right, and that's how I feel about a foot race with Justin yeah. Perillo. It's the exact yeah. same. It's perfect analogy, to be right. honest. You would end up in the asylum. I, I Yes, yes. Perfect analogy. Anyway, Denny, uh, all right, before we talk about what happened last week, why don't you talk about our sponsor of this of this podcast? Of this podcast, the sponsor is DailyFantasyCafe.com. Uh, check it out. I read a uh, weekly column for DFC. Uh, I use several of their tools. Uh, they have some really cool Vegas um, implied uh, total tools uh, as well as a stack generator. So check it out, dailyfantasycafe.com. 
Uh, yeah, so let's talk about what happened in week 11. Uh, it was pretty interesting uh, to the point where uh, we – so someone made a, a Twitter account that's hilarious. Uh, it's like week three Nick Foles or something like that. It was which, it's good. It's very good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. And in the middle of the Buccaneers-Eagles game, I get a tweet. And, and trust me, I mean everyone's tilting on Sunday, especially this Sunday, for a lot of reasons with all the things that were going on with injuries and so on and so forth. So naturally, I'm tilting a bit, and I get a tweet from from a a, a ready to become an account week eleven Mark Sanchez. And when that tweet happened, Mark Sanchez was the QB eight of of the week. Obviously, he then threw two interceptions and he became not the QB eight, uh. but. I think it was just one of those things. Like, my God, your standards, people, your standards are quite yeah. high. Are you looking like like people, the people of LTS? Are you looking for twenty five fantasy points per game for your quarterback? If so, you're not often going to find it on the waiver wire. You're that's not. Fine. You're actually not going to find it off the waiver wire either. Yeah, well, that's that's true as well. To to be honest, uh, but yeah, I mean, so you know, Sanchez puts up thirteen point eight four fantasy points. Was it a good week? No. Was it a bad week? Kind of bad. It was a bad week for quarterbacks in general, uh, streaming quarterbacks. I, I will definitely say that. But it's not. I mean, Derek Carr was worse. I mean, there are plenty of other quarterback starts that were worse Dude. than what we had. And that's that's part of the – I mean, if, if it was flawless every week, then then we would be not doing this, like I always say. But, I mean, it was, it was not a good week. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it or anything like that. I mean, Mark Sanchez did not perform very well. Uh, because of those interceptions. If you were in a league where it was only minus one per interception, he was okay. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, standard leagues, he scored 13.84 fantasy points. And then we had Alex Smith, who just hates touchdowns. Mm. Hates them. Yeah. Uh, so he, he put up 13.42 fantasy points without a touchdown, which shows you that I think the process was right with that with that call. Well, there, there was a touchdown called back. It was, it was originally called a touchdown to Travis Kelsey. Right. And a replay showed that he was destroyed in the end zone and, of <laughs> course, dropped, dropped the football. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, I think the process, though, with that was pretty good, considering he still put up a decent day without a touchdown. And then our deeper play was Matt Hasselbeck against Atlanta, who also, you know, didn't put up the best real quarterback day, but he scored over 13 fantasy points as well. Uh, they were all kind of in that QB 14 to 18 range, which is not something that is some, something to write home about uh, during a, a week where quarterback scoring was not great. Uh, but at the same time, hopefully it didn't kill you. Yeah, don't, don't write home about it. Don't say, dearest mother. I streamed Mark Sanchez and earned 13.8 fantasy points. Yeah, that's not going to go over well. Don't, don't do that. It's just yeah. a waste of time. That's not going to go over well. Uh, tight ends. We had Eric, I don't do anything, Ebron. Gosh. I don't even be in the game, Ebron. He dro- drops a touchdown. I mean, between the Kelsey thing and Ebron and what else was there? There was another tilting moment. I don't the- know. Marshawn Lynch is not playing. That was tilting. Yeah. <laughs> My good, my goodness. Uh, yeah. So Eric Ebron. That, that's the other thing too. Kyle Rudolph just a couple weeks ago against Oakland also dropped a, a touchdown. I mean, um, tight ends against Oakland just eats. Uh, it's just that the tight ends need to be good at football. And Kyle Rudolph and Eric Ebron, you guys are both on my shat list. Yes. No. Big time. Because uh, they sh- they shat them their their pants. I, I mean, they shat everywhere. The, that was you know what though when Ebron dropped that I like. Like pump my, I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. he's gonna get another chance. Gonna get another chance. Gonna be okay. It's gonna... And they, he didn't even get another target. Right. I think the problem with Ebron, we saw a little regret. I part of me thinks that we saw a little regression because 
Um, he, he doesn't play that many snaps. He's not yeah. on the field very often. He was just seeing a lot of targets. And I, I mentioned that last week, but I was more into the matchup and the fact that he was seeing targets and was kind of you know not paying attention to the, to the downside because you really can't look at downside whenever you're streaming tight ends. The other guy was Jacob Tammy, who only had 2.6 points. I think that the fear of Leonard Hankerson being a, being back was kind of a thing because he saw volume. Uh, he saw some, at least, which is crazy because it's Leonard Hankerson. Uh, so Jacob Tammy, not, tight ends this week were horrible. Yeah, uh, you, just, you just mentioned that you can't look you can't look at the downside of a tight end. And that's true because you will descend into the pit, the, the, the seventh circle of hell <laughs> because it is, it is so dark. The downside right. of a, of a tight end. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just what happens. Uh, and then, but defenses Denny were amazing, right? Uh, we had Jacksonville yeah. on Thursday night who came through. Yeah. I played Jacksonville in a lot of spots uh, in my season long league. So I was right there with you guys. They scored 10 fantasy points. That's very, very strong, top 10, I believe. And then Baltimore scored 13 against Case Keenum, who, I mean, wow. Wow. Yeah. Like so many, for so many reasons. He was 3 of 10 in the first half or something like that. I mean, it was crazy. But, yeah. yeah. And then the concussion thing and, and all of that. It was just, it's a disaster. That that Rams offense, if you're a Todd Gurley owner, you should be a little bit worried right now. Yeah. It's it's truly a debacle. Like, I, I, I don't even know how to describe it behind that, but... Uh, yeah, I have I have a lot of Jeff Fisher gifts that can describe it. My God, you you guys, you you kids on the Twitter with the Jeff Fisher gifts are very funny, very good stuff. There's nothing better than a than a Jeff Fisher gift. I'm actually gonna go into into uh, League Pass and just record my own Jeff Fisher gifts. There, there there's there's one that you that you put out about uh, where where he's like he like throws down the clipboard. Oh, oh no! He has a he has a Gatorade cup, oh. and he gets angry and he just throws it to the ground. And it, so, I mean, there's that one. My favorite, my personal favorite one is there's one where it's like the camera is kind of underneath him, looking up. It's like the opposite of a selfie. And yeah. It, it's it's looking up, and you can see his double chin, and he's standing there with his arms crossed, and it just starts panning around. Right. Well, it's and, like a hero shot. It's a hero shot. It's exactly what it is, and it's, and it's like, Jeff Fisher. So that's why it's hilarious because Jeff Fisher is literally the opposite of a hero. Right. This man will lead your team to eight and eight, and maybe the wild card. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then lose in the playoffs. Yeah. And lose by thirty six points in the first <laughs> round. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's a lot of fun though, like throwing those those gifts around because there's no, the you know, the person who appreciates them most is 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 Rotopat. Oh like, yeah. Him and I go back and forth with them a lot. Well, Rotopad is a long-suffering Rams fan, is that right? Right, yeah, yeah. So he 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 understands the 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 hate towards towards <laughs> Jeff Fisher because he experiences it himself. I just hate Jeff Fisher because I hate bad coaches. Yeah, it, uh, it is that that one where he throws down his cup. That is such dad anger. Oh yeah, and then but then he also has like such dad celebrations in his oh, gifts. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. He is such a dad. Dude. And I usually love dads, but I hate dads that are Jeff Fisher. He gets so excited when Tavon Austin takes a, a, a uh, uh, takes a handoff or uh, or a reverse for eleven yards. Right. Oh, he loves it. He on, thinks he's a, he's a genius. When on that first happens. and ten, it's like that's why we drafted that guy with what was like the, the sixth seventh or, overall pick. Seventh, yeah. Yeah. seventh overall, so we could run a reverse on first and ten to get eleven yards. All right, boom. Hey. Yeah, he must feel good that Tavon Austin has hit his ceiling this year, and he's not even really fantasy relevant. Yeah, and Tavon Austin still stinks. Everyone, just just everybody, relax with the talk of like, well, now it's paying; it's not paying off. 
I'm telling you, that is this is all why Jeff Fisher is one of the two questions that you ask someone to see if they know football. Is the is Tony Romo good? Yes or no? And then is Jeff Fisher a good coach? Yes or no? And if they say is Tony Romo good? No, then you don't know football. Is Jeff Fisher a good coach? Yes, then you don't know football. Right, and I was I, I compared that last week to the Walking Dead uh, uh, questions. There, the, I had a couple um, savvy listeners remind me that there's a third, there's a follow up question, which is why. And so the so the the question for us would be why is Jeff Fisher a good coach? And I think that the answer would be he went to the Super Bowl that one time. That's that's you. Do you realize how ridiculous it is that the only reason he was in the Super Bowl was because of a bad call? I'm sorry, Bills fans. I mean, that's it's it's insufferable. To Titans fans, you guys are lucky as hell. But like that is that should have never happened in a, in a in a in an era of challenges that would have never happened. Sixteen sorry. years, sixteen years ago, guys. This that that's that this guy's legacy is that sixteen years ago he got lucky in a playoff game. Yeah, he's won like three playoff games in his career, and it was like all in that year. It's horrible. He's he's such a bad coach. It didn't. He, what wasn't that like? That offense was just Eddie George running it like forty six times a game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they had some decent wideouts. They had Derek Mason and Kevin Dyson. Oh yeah, Kevin Dyson. Kevin Dyson's the one who stretched stretched for the the end zone when they lost to St. Louis. Oh, man, I always think that was Mason. Huh. Yeah. Every I think everyone thinks it's Mason. Yeah. Cuz Mason was like the the face of the of the wide receiver core there. I remember watching that Super Bowl because my dad put a God, he would kill me if he knew I was saying this, but he doesn't even know about this podcast. So, um, yeah, um my my dad put a considerable uh wager on the Rams in that game. Nice. Uh, I, I, no, I, no. I tell you what he did. He did that at the beginning of the season when he saw Kurt Warner play, oh. and he said, "I like this kid. I like this kid. I want the Rams. I, got, I like the Rams to win the Super Bowl." And I was like, "I was like, Dad, you're crazy. You can't do that. Oh my God!" Just total daditude there. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, but it was such a dad move, and he was like, "Boom!" Putting my money on the Rams. It was like I don't know. They were like sixty-one yeah. or something. It was. It was the grocery store narrative with Kurt Warner. It was. It was. He was a bagger. He was a grocer, and and now he's a Super Bowl champion. Every dad fell in love with that story. Yeah, and he, and he, he like he big into ch- big into the church and everything. Right. Yeah, my dad yeah. was big into that, and I was like, oh, you can't do this. He was like, grow up, son. Stop. <laughs> stop with your voice cracking. My God. Oh, get, get a hilarious. girlfriend for for Christ's sake. <laughs> uh man, we've really uh, sidetracked here. Do you yeah. want to talk about Week Twelve uh, defensive streamers, Danny? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, obviously the Browns uh, playing uh, the zombie of Matt Schaub, which rose from its grave um, recently when Joe Flacco was declared out for the season uh, with an ACL tear. So, um, so Schaub, uh, whose uh, pick six problem is like I can't decide if it's uh, hilarious or tragic. Oh man, I think it's hilarious. But it's pretty close. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty, you know, even, I think. Um and it's and it's a real thing. I mentioned some some numbers on the fakefootball.com if you like to check that out. Um he's really inaccurate. He's just bad overall. He's the thrown Brown- he's thrown two interceptions in his last 10 passes. Wow, that's a good stat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh um the Browns defense it stinks, is stinks, right? I mean, they they're not good, but they're at home, uh, and uh, they're they are favored, I believe. So yeah, uh, just if you can get them, get them and and stream them. 
if you lose out on the Brown sweepstakes on, well, I should say on the Schaub sweepstakes, um, <laughs> then uh, try to get the Jags again, or or if you already have them, just roll with them again. I mean, they play the a team formerly known as the Chargers, uh, yes. a uh, the London Chargers, as they might be known soon, and. I'm I'm kidding. I don't even know what that means. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> uh, so the the Chargers' offensive line obviously uh, is in disarray. Uh, the Jaguars have actually put a lot more pressure on on the quarterback of late. Um, they really weren't doing that for the first like eight or or so games of the season. Uh, that's good news. We saw what happened last week when the Chiefs continually pressured Philip Rivers. Um, he you could actually see F- R- Rivers. Rivers was was seeing was was feeling that phantom pressure at times, you know. Right, right. I mean, throwing when he didn't need to throw, uh, he overthrew Gates on what would have been maybe like an eighty-yard touchdown right. um, because he felt hurried, but no one was there. Anyway, long story short, I think the Jaguars once again have a a, a good floor, maybe not a ton of upside, but but a good enough floor, and I would get them if I if I could not get Cleveland. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting week, I think, in general with uh, with defenses. A lot of it has to do with the fact that people are kind of hoarding defenses uh, for the playoff stretch. So ownership percentages are a little bit different too. Uh, so that's why you know I think the Jags and Browns are both really good picks because both of them are pretty under the radar. Yeah, Jags are out there in so many leagues. Yeah. All right, uh, quarterback time, Denny. All right. The first one I want to talk about is Marcus Mariota. Uh, we've seen him over the last two weeks not throw a touchdown pass, which is going to be uh, a little bit uh, scary to use him. But Oakland, the Oakland Raiders, have allowed a top 12 quarterback performance to every passer that they've faced aside from Peyton Manning and Medi Medi Medwater. Medi Medwater. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's not good because Teddy Bridgewater, I think, ranks 31st among quarterbacks who have played this year in points per game, and Peyton Manning no longer has a starting job. Oh. Uh, Mariota's thrown, you know, like I said, zero touchdown passes uh, over the last two games, but uh, which is since that New Orleans game, actually. Uh, but I think, you know, the, the thing that I, I do like about this matchup is we know that Oakland is a team that cannot stop the tight end, and we know that Tennessee is a team that loves to utilize their tight end with Delaney Walker. Uh, Kendall Wright is also back, is, is uh, supposed to come back, uh, which is great for, for Mariota. But I think bringing it all together, uh, the, the, the team total and the game total is a little scary, uh, but I do think just given the matchup, given the weapons that he has, he's also run the ball five times in each of his last two games. I think they're going to utilize his legs a little bit more. Um, I, I think it all comes together for him being uh, one of the top streamers this week. Yeah, um, that's a good point. I, I, I read something last week where Titans, uh, t- the, I think a, the Titans quarterback coach was saying we need to uh, use Mariota's uh, mobility uh, mm-hmm. a little more. And, you know, that that's what we've been waiting for, what we've been expecting all season. So that that's a that's a huge boost to his weekly floor. Yeah, did you see that run that he had against Jacksonville? I mean, I, that touchdown run was insane. He's so fast. He's, no, he's really good and and smart. Like he slides, he gets down. He doesn't put himself in in tremendous danger, like an RG three or something. I, I I I really think that you know he should be running. I don't know at least five times a game on yeah. on design runs. Yeah, yeah, and that takes away. You know, like we always say, that that essentially takes away a potential interception from a point standpoint. If he runs for twenty yards and boom, that's that's a mistake. That's that's now disappeared. So it's nice to have that floor. Um, 
like the obvious streamer. I really like streamer like streamers this week. The last couple of weeks have been kind of rough. Last week especially. Uh, and we, you know, we went into last week not feeling super comfortable about things. And then obviously the output it wasn't that great. It's kind of disappointing that we missed on Jameis Winston, but that was kind of tough to to foresee. Uh, but this week I do feel pretty confident. Uh, you have Brian Hoyer as the next one, who everyone kind of saw this coming. Everyone knows that Brian Hoyer is going to be uh, a streamer this week on the podcast. Every single quarterback has scored 14 or more fantasy points against New Orleans this year. Uh, the Saints have played 10 games, Denny. And six passers have finished fifth or better against them in weekly quarterback scoring. Wow, that's incredible. It's absolutely insane. I mean, <clears throat> Hoyer checks every single box for for a good quarterback streamer. I mean, you have a high over-under, a close game according to Vegas, a, a, a great matchup. Uh, and then also, you know, to, to add to it, he has DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, and then the other thing, too, is that it's not like Hoyer has been bad this year. It's not like a Nick Foles situation in week three where – you know, Nick Foles really wasn't that great of a passer, but he was in a good situation uh, and he checked off every other box. Whereas Brian Hoyer has scored 17 or more fantasy points in every start this year that he's completed since week one. Uh, So that's four out of five games where he's scored 17 or more fantasy points. A lot of that has to do with them trailing and then, you know, throwing the ball so much and that high pace of play, that fast pace of play. But I think we could see that again this week. Why shouldn't we see that this week against a Saints team that has a good offense and just a putrid, putrid defense? One of the worst defenses that of this decade, really. That's not even an exaggeration. I mean, analytically, they are so, so bad. Uh, so I, I do love Brian Hoyer this week. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, yeah. obviously. I think I don't even think people need to be afraid of, of his downside if, if there is any, really. No, I think Hoyer's even. I think he's cash worthy too in, in DFS. Yeah. Um. So I I think you know a third guy. I would put Mariota and Hoyer kind of above. Uh. He you know the rest of the guys we'll talk about, but um. I think Jameis Winston's in a pretty good spot again this week. I, I promise that I'm not point chasing when I'm saying this, but uh. You know the game against Indianapolis is a pretty nice over under at forty six and a half, uh. Which is one of the higher uh, totals of the week. Um, you know, though, though Tampa Bay is an underdog, I think it's just setting up to be a close game, which is obviously what you want. You get that good game script. Uh, the thing with Winston, with Jameis Winston, is we saw him, he looked so much better as a quarterback last week, partially because of the matchup. I mean, Philly, the last few games, has been horrible at stopping the pass. Uh, Matt Castle, Ryan Tannehill, both had pretty good games against them. But he also got Vincent Jackson back, which I think really, really helped him out because he didn't just have to to throw to Mike Evans 17 times and watch Mike Evans drop half of them. Uh, I think it really helped, uh, and he might get Austin Safarian Jenkins back this week as well. Um, so I think, you know, and, and if you look at the matchup too, I mean, Indianapolis is kind of a high-floor opponent. It's not necessarily a ceiling opponent, uh, but uh, every quarterback not named Drew Brees, which is kind of strange, yeah. Uh, has scored 15.24 fantasy points or more against the Colts, but no more than, than 22.48 points. So you're kind of in that range of, of low-end QB1 territory, which is perfectly fine. Um, so, I, you know, the, the, other, the last thing I will say is the Colts have, oddly enough, stopped the run pretty well this year, and they just haven't stopped the pass, which is another thing that we always look for. Teams that can't, you know, why we target Tampa Bay, for instance, almost every week is because they can stop the run well. They can't stop the pass. That's right. that's a perfect recipe for for a quarterback streamer. Right. The only time they can stop the pass is against Mark Sanchez. But to be right. fair, to be fair, Sanchez was actually looking really good until game script got ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then you know, there's one more guy that I'll touch on. Um, 
that I think is a deeper play, will mark him as a deeper play, uh, is Josh McCown, who's going to be playing now for Johnny Manziel because Johnny Manziel can't can't stop getting crunk. Uh, he, he, uh, you know, McCown tore up this Baltimore Ravens secondary earlier this year for well over 400 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, that was the week that he was QB one. Uh, you know, I, 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 the, the fear that I have with McCown, there's two things. One is it's not going to be a shootout like we saw earlier this season because Joe Flacco is not under center and Joe, Joe Flacco had, had been having a pretty good season, all things considered. Yeah. Um, so Without Joe Flacco, this game's not going to be as high scoring, which doesn't necessarily create as many opportunities for a guy like Josh McCown. The other thing is there there are studies out there that have been done that show that quarterbacks facing a defense for the second time, so basically, I mean, their division, facing their division opponent for the second time in a given season perform a lot considerably worse, like four fantasy points worse on average uh, the second time they face them, which makes sense logically defenses kind of understand them a little bit more and it would make sense even more for a guy like Josh McCown who hasn't been around the AFC North in his career so that's kind of giving me a little pause uh that with along with the fact that Matt Schaub is going to be quarterback we already like the Browns defense uh so you know that there's like I, I think it's okay because there's potential for good field position but I think that we like the Browns defense also because we don't necessarily see the Ravens sustaining long drives or or uh, scoring a lot of points, which means that the Browns may not have to do a whole lot with McCown's arm to win this game. Um, so that's kind of my hesitation with them. But I, I do think that he's a decent play if you're really desperate. Yeah, the, the Browns uh, don't strike me as a team that will try to score any more points than are absolutely necessary to win. Yeah, it's, it's the Jeff Fisher of the AFC. Yeah. Mike Pettin is. That's, that's the, the best way to think of it. And then, I mean, I'm not going to put... I, I do think that Cutler is in an interesting spot with Alshon. I saw you tweet out uh, a really good uh, stat today that he's averaging over 21 fantasy points with Alshon this yeah. year. Yeah. So, I mean, Alshon's supposed to go. Uh, the thing that's scaring me is that, again, it's a division game, and it's in Green Bay where I think Cutler struggled. Uh, I'm not really that into Cutler. I love Cutler from here on out for the most part, though. I think you should add him and at least get them for that playoff run. Because if Alshon's healthy and they have that, that juicy schedule, uh, Jay Cutler could be a, a league-winning quarterback for you. So I would pick him up off the waiver wire, but I wouldn't necessarily play him this week. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, and also the uh, implied Vegas total for the Bears is really low. It's like yeah, 19 it's, or something. Yeah, it's frightening. The The Packers are pretty heavy favorites. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. So we got McCown if you're looking deep and then – the three other guys in Winston Hoyer and Mariota. Yep. All right. Tight ends go. All right. Well, <clears throat> we're going to try this Heath Miller thing again. Um, last time we talked about uh, Heath, he was playing Oakland and uh, I think he caught maybe a couple passes, but it was the yeah Jesse backup. James. It was, it was Jesse James uh, who caught the touchdown against the Raiders he Jesse James actually started that game, if I remember correctly. Which I don't know. That, well, I remember watching the beginning of it, and they said, "Oh, and Jesse James gets the start," and I was like, Wah! "You know, <laughs> vomiting." He's a, he's a he's a measurables freak. Yeah, I'm really excited about him long term. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens when Heath Miller uh, retires in 2027. Uh, I think he'll be good. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, look, you know, the Seahawks. This is something I wish. I had talked about, uh, or we had talked about last week, but the Seahawks are really, really uh, bad against tight ends. Uh, in fact, 
Uh, as far as raw fantasy points per game, they give up uh, the third most, uh, 16.9, and that's that's PPR scoring. Um, they've they've given up seven touchdowns to tight ends, but 56 catches over 10 games. So five, you know, 5.6 catches per game. You know, that's that's a that's a hefty amount. Um, uh, so they they are continually burned by tight ends. Uh, Miller, to me, I think he's out on a lot of waiver wires, obviously. Um, I'm I'm much more interested in him as a really low cost like punt play for a tight end in, in DFS, mm-hmm. um, but I also think that he makes for uh, for a pretty nice streamer if if you don't you know if if you're really looking for for someone who who you know who has some sort of floor here. Uh, so the the Seahawks are, are are a definite tight end target, and we've seen that time and again. Yeah, I, I totally dig that pick. Uh, the the two guys that I just want to bring up, one of them I'll, I'll just talk about quickly is is our boy Derek Carrier, uh, who will that this is only if Jordan Reed doesn't play. Right. Jordan Reed has that injury; he like sprained his MCL or something. And was still he still like came back in the game last week, so I think that he should be able to go. But uh, the Giants are basically the Raiders of the NFC in terms of uh, not being able to stop the tight end position. So. I would definitely look at Carrier if you are uh, in need of that tight end streamer as long as Jordan Reed is out. But I think one guy that not a lot of people are really talking about is Brent Selleck. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the last two weeks, he has 11 catches for 213 yards. Uh, Detroit, who they're, they're facing on Thanksgiving, uh, is one of the worst teams in football defending the tight end position. They rank 26th in terms of fantasy points against. Uh, Zach Ertz uh, is not playing, which is why Brent Selleck is even a consideration right now. But Ertz is averaging six and a half targets per game this season. So it's nothing to, I mean, that's, that's a lot for a part-time tight end. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, so I think as a result, he's, you know, Selleck who is going to see an uptick in snaps because there's really no other tight end there. And the fact that they've been using the tight end in their offense, there's just volume to go around in that offense in general uh, given the matchup, given all that, I think that that Selleck's a really smart play this week. Yeah, uh, Lions have given up eight touchdowns uh, to tight ends this year. Only three teams have given up more. Yeah, yeah. So Selleck, guys, put them in your Thursday Thanksgiving games. Yes, yes, Thursday slates, which will certainly be burning by the time you're on your fourth whiskey after dinner, for sure. Yes, 100%. All right, so to recap, we got Brent Selleck, maybe Derek Carrier if you if you are desperate, Heath Miller, and then at quarterback, a deep play of Josh McCown with Marcus Mariota, Brian Hoyer, and Jameis Winston. And then at defense, we have the Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. All right, Denny, time for the, the hot take portion of the of the podcast. I'm ready. I am ready. All right, let's do this. This is at Bitter Packer Fan. Uh, pick two QBs to start, Carr, Bortles, or Cousins. And Cousins, I guess. I, think... I li- like Cousins a lot. So you want to go Cousins and Bortles then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't like Carr at all. I love, I love Cousins this week. Man, I really it'd be awesome for for my personal hashtag brand if Car regresses. It really would, and I think it might, but we'll see. It might. I wrote an article. He's made the biggest jump ever, basically, from year one to year two of any quarterback. He's just bound to regress a little bit. I mean, he's been doo doo for two straight games, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see uh, so this next one is at Seawalk underscore 84. He says, Ty God? More like Ty Fraud. Am I right? 
<laughs> we can't make Denny laugh on this podcast because we'll just start coughing and it's like, oh, God. I can't tell if you're coughing or vomiting right now. Uh, both a little. Uh, he said, continue living the stream or trade up to a top five quarterback rest of season. Thanks. But what, don't trade for a quarterback. Yeah. You can't even, tra- who are you going to trade yeah. for right now? Yeah. Because not only, not only is Tom Brady in a position where like every, everyone's dying around him, but he has a terrible schedule moving forward. Carson Palmer doesn't have a great schedule moving forward. I mean, even Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have a good schedule moving forward. Andy Dalton doesn't have a good schedule moving forward. There's streaming is like the way to go for rest yeah. of season. I think. Yeah, no, st- just stop. If if your goal is to, I don't even know what that means. Like secure a top five. I don't know what that means. And you're going to pay up too much and you're going to regret it deeply. So don't do that. What even is a top five quarterback? No, it's, I mean, is it just Carson Palmer? is he all is he all five i don't know all of the cam yeah Cam's only like 10 points behind tom brady cumulatively oof yeah next one at the commish ucfac streaming seems to have gone mainstream now that people seem to be catching on how do you maintain the advantage that's a pretty good question do you have any takes there um i i i find that to be the case in writers leagues that i'm in where I'm like, oh, I'll just go pick up. Oh, my God, he's picked up. Okay, I'll just go pick up. Oh, he's also on the – you know, so, yeah, I panic a little bit. But I think that you need to look ahead in those mm-hmm. leagues. So, you know, if if you know that the Houston – I mean, in this case, Hoyer is playing the Saints in week 12, then you pick him up maybe on the waiver wire in week 11, you know, like, you know, when waivers process then just, just to make sure that you have a really good matchup. So – I think if you look ahead, you can you can you can still stream in a in a viable way in those leagues. Yeah, and I mean to be honest, and this might be more work for us next year, but we could maybe add that to to what we're doing. Yeah, because I think is a quick look ahead, and not necessarily if we do that, we wouldn't necessarily be tied to those players because things can change so much. But I think it could be helpful at least to listeners, and let us know if you guys think it would be helpful. I think so. Yeah, I I don't think that our listeners are in leagues with a bunch of darters, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next one at PPR ranks. He said, "Worst stereotypical relative to deal with." Ready? Drunk uncle, over questioning aunt, non-football watching remote owner. Oh, wow! Drunk, un- drunk uncles are great. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Over questioning aunts are fine too. Yeah, uh, dr- listen, drunk uncle. You know, when I was 13 years old, he used to ask me questions that made you know my uh, give me give me chest hair. I mean, it was <laughs> you know, it was like, oh my god, I don't know what that means, but but right. yes, yes, indeed. You need, you need the drunk uncle. I mean, it's definitely the non-football watching remote owner. Yeah, because then they turn it to you know what they you know what they turn it to they turn it to the the Beatles documentary in the in the middle of a game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, or the parades that are going on. Right. Right. But they, I, I, that actually happened one year, like right in the middle of the late game. Well, what used to be the late game before the NFL decided to ruin Thanksgiving and put on a primetime game. Right. Uh, um, yeah, I said it, I said it anyway. Uh, the, the, so the Cowboys game and, and she flipped it to a Beatles documentary, like on PBS or something. And we had to watch that. Wow. And I was like, please, for the love of God, I really want to watch Dan Marino play right now. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, next question is at MaxMCC11. How seriously does Jason Witten take carving the turkey? Super seriously or ultra seriously? Ultra. 
Ultra, definitely. We have so many Jason Witten questions. Right. Well, he definitely uses that, uh, 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 like, electric uh, knife, the one that... Oh, yeah, oh definitely. Yeah, the, and he's wearing an apron. Yeah. He's, yeah. What does it say? Uh, kiss the dad? Kiss the dad. Kiss the dad runner. The apron, yes. That's We should make aprons on, on in the store. You know, I keep saying we should do this in the store, and I haven't updated the store since, like, Nick Foles happened in week three. Yeah, shaking my head. Yeah. Next one, at K of the World. Any recommendations for streaming Ds for fantasy playoffs? Shallow league question, Russell Wilson a good playoff QB target? Um, Well, actually, I was looking at Wilson's schedule. It's not it's not bad. He gets uh, Baltimore in week 14. Right. Um, and then he gets Cleveland in, in 15. And, right, but then they get the they get the uh, the Rams in 16, right, right? Right, but 14 and 15 look really good for him. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And then streaming Ds, I mean – there's a we did do an article on Number Fire uh, that looked at four, week 14, 15, 16 streamers. So I can tweet out that link if you guys hit me up on Twitter and ask me about it. But it's a it's a, a great article. Uh, Blair Ames did it, who's a, a newer writer at Number Fire. But uh, if if you want to take a look at that, I can send it out. But I mean, there's a lot of 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 defense. I think if Kansas City is still out there, and I know you agree with me with this, Denny. If Kansas City is still out there for whatever reason on your waiver wire, you need to grab them ASAP. Yes, they they. I really believe they will. I, I hate to use the term league winner, but they will contribute to winning a lot of titles. Let's put it. Yeah, that. yeah. And they, I mean, and not only that, they've been a top five defense each of the last three weeks or four weeks or something like that. I was looking at it yesterday. I mean, they've been out of control. Good. Yeah. So that's a good good one to add. Next one at Hendy LA. Hold Ryan Matthews or try to get Ware to handcuff slash start over Charkandrick. I think at this point you need to get where. Yeah, I think I think I agree because you're still with Matthews. You're still waiting for a Demarco injury, whereas where you already know that the injury occurred. Yeah, and, and, and Matthews is is iffy for this week. I, I don't know. It, it, I just I would much rather have where at this point. Yeah. Next one at the commission UCFAC. What do you do when you have a long-standing league that is slowly dying? Put it out of its misery or trying to save it. I had this uh, same uh, quandary at the end of last season. Uh, I had run a, a league with uh, friends, coworkers, and brothers-in-law um, for I would say six years, uh, and um, we did on NFL.com for some reason. And uh, we we always if, at first it was a big thing. We'd get together at my house, we'd do the draft, we'd hang out. And then, like, so that that draft party got smaller and smaller, and then mm-hmm. people stopped setting their lineups, and then we had three zombie teams, and then we had five, and eventually I was like, "Well, this is this is the end. We have to stop it." And as soon as I said that, everyone was like, "No, you can't stop it. We really want to play." Right. I said, "I said no, it's done." So I I say you put it out of its misery. Yeah, or either that or at least go through the most. So, like, I'm my home league. I'm the commissioner of. This is our thirteenth year doing it, right? And it is. It's it's the league that I care about most, just because it's the home league, right? And we have gone through. I mean, we have. It's a fourteen team league, and we have probably ten guys that have been in it since since day one. But we've cycled through the other four to get four guys that do care. You know, we, we've, we've, I've kicked people out because yep. they haven't. So it, it's, it's not just necessarily always about we're going to just dismantle this league. It's, it's yeah. taking those individual owners and saying, look, dude, you're not checking your team. You know, you're not checking the team. Peace out. That's Get a out really, here. no, that's a really good point. People who, who do not, 
change the lineup in a very active lead need to be thrown out immediately. Immediately. Right. Like right. like you get you get one chance, maybe two, and you're done. You're done forever. I, I kicked a person out in the middle of the season one time because they would not change their lineup. And and I reminded them every Sunday morning, please right. change your lineup and they didn't. So no, in a very active league, you're out. I also once I also once suspended one of my best friends for a year. Wow. I which love, was which I was love. pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah, that was fun. Now he's one of the most active members out there. Oh, oh, so so it worked. Yeah, it worked. I'm like Roger Goodell. Uh, next question is at Stott99. Would Denny's hair absorb a hit to prevent concussions? Uh, no, man. I mean, I've talked about this before. Like JJ has like a big thick head of hair. I don't really like my hair is very fine. So no, I don't think it's concussion proof. I don't like, think I can't. I can't actually get my hair to look like yours. Well, I think you could if you had it if you had it like care like um very like strategically thinned in places. Right. You mean with those stupid shears that they use at the Yeah, right. Yeah, those shears, man. No, I know they suck and they hurt actually. But yeah, they kinda do. No, it's not fun. But but it's it's definitely worth it when you have all the hair that you have. And Although, I to, be, to be honest, I did I did try to denny my hair, and kind of denny my hair, when I was the brawny man for Halloween this year. I think it looked good. Yeah, I kind of dennied it. Yeah, I think I that, looked really old. I, I don't know. I, I thought I thought you looked solid. I thought I, I was I was impressed. I showed people when you sent me that picture. I was like, hey, look at look at this guy, my friend JJ. Look at this. <laughs> look at this. Look, it looks it looks looks good for Halloween. But dude, it, it literally took me like a half hour to just get it in place like that. Hey, it's a it's a commitment. I mean, it is a commitment to, to vanity that exceeds everything else. Really, I just I don't think I can do that. The next one is at what's good. He said, "How do Wittens get turkey?" Jason Jason hunts it. His wife sent Jason to the store, but he buys ham by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> or his son kills the pet turkey, old Yeller style. The 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 wife sends him to the store, and he buys ham by mistake. Is exactly what would happen. Yeah, no, that that that's it. That's a beautiful question. Next one at Chris Wolf Wit Wolf Twit. He said gravy or cranberry sauce for turkey toppings. Uh, here's what I would do. I would put the gravy on the turkey. I would take the cranberry sauce and dump it out in the front yard. <laughs> right. I'm actually I, – I agree with you with your cranberry sauce take. Oh, good. Cranberry sauce is only edible if you're 80-plus years old. It, you know, it Well, it, I mean if we're just – it's trash. It's trash. It you is. You need to – here's here's here, before you eat. You should just take the cranberry sauce and just dump it out in the trash, and then put the container back on the table right. and say, "You say, hey, you're welcome, everybody." <laughs> exactly, you're doing everyone a service by yeah. doing that. Yeah, I totally agree. But do you, you do? Okay, okay. Let me let's just ask this question just to get it out of the way. <laughs> do you eat turkey on Thanksgiving? I I do. I will have like like one piece of turkey, but it has to be like smothered in gravy, probably mixed with mashed potatoes. Okay, so you you're you, this. It's kind of strange that you have the eating habits that you do, and then you mix food like that. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm good. I I have to mask it because I mean, it's it's to me it is just bland and horrible. You have to mask turkey. I have to mask turkey. I gotta it's a, I gotta choke it down, man. What is wrong with you? And and, and I do I do not eat much. I don't wait. So you so you have like like piles of turkey? Is that what you have? Yeah, Denny. 
Yes, I'm a I'm a six I'm a six foot one, two hundred pound American man, and I will eat all of the turkey I can possibly eat on Thanksgiving Day. Yes, I have a I have a plate full of turkey. I will eat that plate full of turkey, and then I will go get seconds and thirds of that plate of turkey until you pass out. Until I vomit all over my wife's <laughs> uncle's house. Yes, that's that's, that's what happens. That's what's going to go down. Yes, yes, Denny, turkey. Next one at Blackberry Hockey Fan. He said, "Worst Thanksgiving guest: JJ Water, Kristen, Michael Truthers." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say what because yeah, what would be worse? What what would first of all he would insist on on holding a, a nine foot American flag, right? <laughs> that would be like draped over Grandma and be like, "Is it? Can you JJ? Can you can you move it a little? Just Grandma? He she can't really reach her food. He'd be like, "This is America. You you love it or leave it." Right, and then and then he'll start he'll start talking about pilgrims and and our our history and what it meant and and how yeah and not yeah. you know not mention the the ruthless slaughtering yeah. of yeah he'll, he'll, yeah no he is he is the one JJ Watt is the one to sit at the table and whitewash uh, uh the history of of us uh, of colonists and natives and yeah. and be like they were friends guys. They were friends. So what if 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 one side was exterminated? It doesn't. <laughs> right. We I lo- I love America. I don't know about you. I love it. Right. Right. Next one at Ginger Sauce for you. This is Tyler Buker who writes for Number Fire. He said, "Which is worse, Christmas music before Thanksgiving or Derek Carrier's haircut?" Oh God, I have strong feelings about both. Dude, oh. me too. I have such strong feelings about Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Yeah, you go first. Go, go. You don't do it. You do it after Thanksgiving. All of the look. I'm a huge Christmas music freak of nature, and I will only listen to Christmas music one between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You cannot listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Thanks. I learned that. I look. I, I I did it before I met my my now wife. She taught you know she taught me that I cannot do this. And I now totally understand why. And that I mean that was like seven years ago, eight years ago when we started dating. But that's 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 the take. You can't. You just can't. So here, here's what here's what you're doing by by first of all the the Christmas warriors out there right now are driving me up the wall every time I log on to Facebook I basically see eight posts mostly from old people who are like you don't like Christmas f you right you know like you know say the it. Starbucks cut people I was actually in Starbucks today and a guy comes in and starts harassing the baristas about saying Merry Christmas. Unbelievable. And and he was like, "Hey, look it. Some people just hate Christmas." And the priest was like, "Uh, sir, I I like Christmas. I celebrate Christmas." <laughs> he was like, "It's November though, sir." And okay. the guy was like, "Hey, look, it's not, it's fine. It's fine. Look, it's you're right. You can hate Christmas." I was like, "This this has gone this has gotten out of control. It is a cultural war that for some reason people have decided to wage very early very early right if it's after thanksgiving wage it wage it all you want yeah yeah go to town on your local barista who who, you know doesn't doesn't scream from the mountaintop merry christmas as soon as you walk in to get your stupid coffee um but uh but yeah no christmas music here's you're diluting you're diluting the holiday that you love Yes, I totally agree. Right, and and I know about diluting the holiday that I love because I do it every year with with Halloween. Yeah, and I do it every year with fantasy football drafts. Uh, absolutely. By the end, by the end of the draft season, you the last thing you want to do is draft. By the by Halloween, I'm like, oh god, 
is it over yet? Because I've been watching Halloween movies for 30 days. Right, right. You can't, you just can't do it. That's a really good point because it's, it's so much more special whenever you know that you're doing it in between Thanksgiving and Christmas than when you're doing it in freaking late October. Right. If you love Christmas, you won't listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Boom. 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 I think that's our, that's the one that that's worse, by the way, to answer that question. Yeah. Uh, this next one is at Eddie underscore straight. He has three options here. One is Witten undefeated in, in <laughs> is Witten undefeated in wishbone pulls. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. No, he wins every year, and then he headbutts somebody. <laughs> Next one. Uh, is there a better combo than stuffing and gravy? No. Well. Yes, corn. corn, corn, but, but, but no, I love stuffing gravy. Okay, that's a good take. Uh, and then the last one is, why does Alshon hate us? Ugh. I know it's very tough. Yeah. Next one is at Knuckle Pop. He said, "What is the over under on times Denny forces the word cornucopia into <laughs> into today's stream and Thanksgiving Day conversations?" The quarterback streaming uh, crop is uh, I don't I I can't even say it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's that's a tough one to do. Cornucopia. Uh, next one is uh, Russ Pedal from Number Fire at Rusty Pedal Bike. He said, "As an owner of Lynch and West, how would you rank Thomas Rawls, Buck Allen, Spencer Ware, Ahmad Bradshaw, James White, and Tevin Coleman rest of season?" Do you want me to just do this one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Thomas Rawls has to be one. I would say next would have to be Buck Allen because he's going to be playing the most, even though his schedule sucks. And then I'd probably go Ware. Coleman White Bradshaw. Yep. Okay. Next one at Bob Mihalik. Romo Mariota or Hoyer this week? So we didn't really talk about which one we like more out of Mariota and Hoyer. I like Hoyer. Okay. Let's say let's say Hoyer then. And then would you go Romo or Hoyer? Romo has Carolina. It's a horrible matchup. Yeah, I, I would go Hoyer. I would too. Uh, this next one is at Jeff underscore the underscore cat. I have Gore, West, Ivory, Ingram, and Martin at running back. Who are my two starters and one flex rest of season? Ugh. So if it's so Charkandrick, I'm assuming. If Charkandrick's healthy, he's one of them. Ingram's one of them, and probably probably Doug. Yeah. Doug Gore or Ivory. You know, Ivory, honestly- Ivory's running like crap, man. I, I I definitely uh, hedge on starting Doug Martin when the Bucks are an underdog because he is almost entirely uh, dependent on game script and uh, if they face negative game script he is phased out. So I I would just I would say just just look at the lines and determine whether you think the Bucks can have a neutral or positive game script. Boom. Uh, this next one I actually got this question so many times because people are hilarious. This is at Black Bear Hockey Fan. He said, JJ, how's the knee doing? ACL and MCL tear. That's brutal. Glad you're able to still to still do the pod. Hope surgery goes well. I, I, I thought about that for 10 minutes, and then I was like, oh, sheep flacco. Yeah. Sheep flacco. <laughs> you, love, you love it so much. It's amazing that we've gone from – when we first started doing this podcast, like I was very, very vocal about how much I hated Joe Flacco. And now, now I am Joe Flacco. Now you, you have morphed into what you hate. Yeah, it's, it's an awful feeling. Next one, Oshkosh Jeff. What are your top three streaming options for Thanksgiving dinner? Corn cannot be an answer. Damn. 
I mean, streaming options, does that just mean, like, non-turkey items, too? Because it's yeah. just kind of on the side. So, stuffing for sure. Stuffing for sure. Uh, I'm, I like mashed potatoes, too. Yeah, I gotta go mashed potatoes. And then, as, as kind of a, a deep a deep play, I'm gonna go with... I'm gonna go with non-white people green beans. Now it's gotta be. Oh my! Get out of here, Denny. No, listen, listen. It's gotta be flavored. You know, white people don't know about flavor, so they so it's just there's just like green beans out of a damn can, and it tastes <laughs> terrible. But I mean, like, like you know, like like the Greeks do green beans right. Like they it that that those green beans. I don't know what's on, but they're fantastic. So go with the non-white people green beans. We go to my my wife's uncle's house every Thanksgiving, and. And they make the the sweet potato casserole that is unreal. That sounds good. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's like a dessert, but it's it's technically not, but it is, and it's delicious. So I'll say that. Next one at books thirty one. What do you do with Tom Brady? Do I do I live the stream now or keep playing Brady or stream only this week since New England plays Denver? Whew, it's actually a good question. I mean. So Denver is basically Denver hasn't given up more than fifty. They they have once given up more than fifteen fantasy points to this who? season. Andrew Luck. Oh. So yeah, that's kind of where where we're at with uh with that situation in Brady. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the new Patriots offense with all these offensive line injuries and losing Edelman, I don't think that it provides a a very high floor or ceiling for Brady. Uh, you know, would you play, okay, let me just say this because everyone who's listening to the podcast right now is thinking it. Would you play Brian Hoyer over Tom Brady? This oh week? my goodness gracious. I think that I would. Yes, I would. <laughs> I would. No, I, 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 oh my it, God, dude, my computer's on fire. I gotta stop this. <laughs> dude, it's, they're playing the Broncos in Denver. I know, but Amendola's it's so awkward. Up. Amendola's playing it. They, they're on their, they're, I, you know, I heard they're, they're gonna start you in the slot. You know? <laughs> Keyshawn Martin, dude. Yeah, I mean, or him, but no, no, Brady, no, Brady's hands off to me. Like, where would you like? Okay, so you have let's Eli Manning, or do you do you like Eli more than our streamers this week against Washington? I do. Yes. Okay, Cousins or Tom Brady. Cousins, you would play. You would play Kirk Cousins over yes. Tom Brady. Yes, I would. I promise. I promise. <laughs> you would play. All right. So you're playing Kirk Cousins over. So you're basically like Tom Brady's like 25th ranked for you this week. Um, I would. So who would I start him over? That's a here. Good here here's. Would you play? This is a fun game. Would you play? And I'm only. It's it's a one sided game. Uh-huh. Would you Would you play Ben Roethlisberger against Seattle or Tom Brady against Denver? Roethlisberger. Because of the weapons, I'm assuming. Yeah, and also Seattle's not that intimidating. How about Andy Dalton against the Rams? No, I'm playing Brady. Okay, so that's where. Okay, what about Matt Ryan against the Vikings? Brady. Uh, I hate Ryan this week. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater against the Falcons. Oh, uh, God. I was so hoping you would not mention. Ah, <laughs> uh, Brady. I, okay. Maddie's just just okay. So hopefully people have a gauge of where you are with Brady. So he's like a QB twenty this week. I, QB, I would, QB fifteen to twenty. I, I would say fifteen to twenty. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next one is at Steinman underscore. And by the way, I don't really disagree with you. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. Maybe not Kirk Cousins, but I don't. I don't disagree with you. I'm not like the, our streamers. I would play over Tom Brady. Other than maybe maybe I'd play Brady over Jameis. Dude, I'm living in GPPs. I'm living that Cousins life this week. Man. Woo. Uh, this next one is how soon after pumpkin pie is it acceptable to be in the Christmas spirit? I'm, I'm pretty much immediately, I think. The next day, right, right. 
That that's when that's when when shit gets real. Uh, the next one is at beaver bkr green bean casserole or cranberry sauce and stafford or romo on turkey day uh good question green bean casserole for sure because we already said cranberry sauce is terrible no no for sure yeah i'm starting actually okay okay so my my home league that i told you about earlier my my brother is in it right and uh, he he asks me fantasy questions all the time. We, I mean, we talk every day and text and stuff. And he asks me fantasy questions all the time. And he is playing me this week. And both of our teams are competitive. Probably going to both be in the playoffs. Whatever. He texts me today and he says, should I play Stafford this week? Forgetting, oh. forgetting that we were playing each other. Man. So I told him, I told him that we would not talk about Matthew Stafford in the podcast because he said, oh, I'll just listen to your podcast no. and just get the Stafford take. So I'm sorry, Beaver BKR. I will I will hit you up individually and give you an answer to that question. Just message me on Twitter. Okay. We can't talk about Stafford. Is that cool? I'm, I'm fine. Hey, listen, if it preserves your edge over your poor brother, then you <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this next one is... Uh, is at JJ hates corn. This is this is uh this is Mateo. I always say salvage Phoenix, but it's like salve salvaje or something like that. Uh, Savejo. So, yes, that yes, but I always say salvage. Right. Running you're... backs. Running backs are Ingram, J. Stu, Doug Martin, Forte, Bradshaw, Langford. Am I safe to drop Langford? I would drop Bradshaw before Langford. Yeah, don't drop Langford. Uh, this next one is at W. Carl Russell. He said, what should Gronkowski do to earn money now that he hates playing football? Wait, does he hate playing football? Yeah, he's been horrible. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I think I, I, the delivery of that question was pretty bad. I'm sorry. It's okay. but, but, but this is all a product of the Patriots like figuring out what to do on offense with, with this – yeah, I mean, I mean, Rob Gronkowski plays offensive line now, guys. Yeah, I look at I I tweeted today in PPR scoring. Okay, Tyler Eifert and Gary Barnage averaged two point five mm-hmm. points per game less than than Gronk in, in PPR. So yeah, we're talking about one catch for fifteen yards. That's how much it, it, the difference is. And I have a strong suspicion that that by week seventeen, that will be even even more narrow. Yeah, you said there was like a twenty percent chance that Eifert would would outscore him yeah. a couple weeks ago. I think it's it's still possible. Next one is at GoPackGo underscore twenty seven. Cincinnati and Green Bay defenses are available on the waiver wire. Where do they fit in this week with this week's streamers? So since he plays St. Louis, since he plays St. Louis, that's a, that's like a top three play. Yeah, the Cincinnati has the highest streaming defensive streaming score of the week, so I would go with them for sure. Yeah. Green Bay, would you play Green Bay against Chicago over I would rather have the Browns. Really? I think I'd go Green Bay over them. Okay. So, I it's close though. It's a it's I, I just I, I think Green Bay, I mean, I know Green Bay is just a better defense, which is really why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this next one is at Fitz underscore eight four three. After the vegetable we will not name what is Denny's second favorite Thanksgiving dish? I think we sort of went through it's stuffing. There you go. Yes, yes. Uh, this next one is at Myron Isaacs. Who is a better keeper? David Johnson, Ajayi, Matt Jones, or David Cobb? I think it's Ajayi because Lamar Miller might not be a Dolphin next year. Uh, uh, oh, keeper. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Next one, at Fitz underscore 843. Derek Carr, the top streamer from the podcast this week. We already said the top streamer. Um, this next one is at Doug H underscore Anson. Better Thanksgiving choice, avoiding starting Cobb, other option, Brandon Cooks, or avoiding anything cranberry flavored. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, you got to look at, light it on fire if it, if it looks or smells or tastes like cranberry. Yeah, um, Cobb, Cobb should be okay this week. Yeah, I, I I don't know. God, I don't I don't know if I could start him if I had Cooks. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's true. That's uh, true. Who would you go, Cooks or Cobb? Cooks. Okay. Uh next one is at J Segovia two three three two. Pick three, please. Lamar Miller, Ronnie Hillman, Frank Gore, Spencer Ware, if West is out. So who would you sit? I would probably of those I would probably sit Ronnie Hillman. Yep. Uh, next one is at Kyle Skadilla. Uh, we already talked about Romo on a short week versus our streamers. Uh, again, he's playing the Panthers, but I would assume that we're playing pretty much all of our streamers over Romo this week. De- definitely for me, um, Mariota and, and Hoyer. Uh, next one, same guy. He says, JJ, is the Steelers run D as hashtag good as stats would suggest or only because everyone just throws against them? It's a good question. I think we see that a lot with, with defenses. Um, a lot of people think that's what like the Bucks defense, and like, like we talked about earlier, they can only stop the run because everyone's throwing against them. Uh, the Steelers have invested a lot in their front seven. They always invest a lot in their front seven. Uh, there are really good players on the defensive line and the linebacking core. It's 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 a good rush defense. It's no fluke. Yeah, I I'm with you. Uh, the next one at wearing wearing odd shoes got Rivers in the trade early this season. Should he sell slash abandon him now and live the stream, or is this a blip? Do you think Do you think Philip Rivers is droppable? I. You know, I'm. I think that we saw him throwing to what third and fourth string pass catchers last week with right. Gates with Gates all sorts of banged up, limping around. Uh, with that offensive line just not not able to give him any time, not even for the short dink and dunk type throws. So I don't think that I can start, and it's unfortunate because he was so solid. But no, I, I can't start him right now. Yeah, I don't think you can. Not only, I mean, it's literally every part of that offense is horrible right now. Like the offensive line is putrid, the the running game can't do anything. That he doesn't have any pass catchers. Antonio Gates is is fifty years old. It's bad. Yep. Next one at John underscore T four K platooning in Dynasty Hasselbeck Manzel or Brock this week. Well, not Manzel because we know that. So Hasselbeck or, or Brock Osweiler. Um, I, I would go Brock. Really, I think I'd go Hasselbeck this week. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. Next next one is uh, Diddy Muss. Uh, need to pick two to platoon rest of season and playoffs from Big Ben, Carr, and Romo. Who would you go with? Pick two? Pick two to platoon. Yeah. Well, I think it's Ben, it's Roethlisberger, and Romo. Probably, yeah. You'd have to match up the schedules. I don't have those schedules right in front of me, but those those two seem the most logical. I'm, right, afraid, just... I'm afraid of Carr from here on out, honestly. Yeah, I am too. Uh, this next one is at Crimson six eight seven. Did late round QB and CD Carter ever have their dad runoff? If so, length of it. We we have not. We did we not. Need, that we we let you guys down, but we need to do that. Yeah, I think about it. every time I go on my dad run, and I uh, and during the middle of the day, I'm, I think, God, we never did that run. We need to do that. 
Yeah, we'll do that though this offseason when we have time. Uh, same same guy. If if Denny could only feed his unborn child one thing in the womb, would he choose corn or seltzer? Uh, what a weird question. Speaking of speaking of which, oh. Denny, we didn't. Congratulations to you. Thanks. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. I said on I announced officially on Twitter, which is you know that a pregnancy is not official until it's on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, that my wife Melissa is pregnant with our second child uh, due in late May or early June. Uh, so I will be a dad runner times two. And, That's awesome. Super yeah, awesome. We're very we're very excited. So thank you. I I you know I want to I want to introduce the the, the baby to uh, seltzer water as early as possible. So I'm going with that. Wow, man. So you do like seltzer more than you like corn. I love seltzer, man. I it's it's kind of it's kind of weird. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Like uh, during the middle of the day, I'll be like, gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. I'll like run to the refrigerator and just like gulp down that bottle. Man. Next question, at Grizzly Blair, I have to start two. Carson Palmer, Eli Manning, Brian Hoyer, or Tyler Palco? Happy Thanksgiving, jabronis. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to you. So, Carson Palmer, they get San Francisco. He's a lock, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you have Eli or Brian Hoyer. This is kind of a tough one. Boy, oh boy, that is tough. I'm going to go I'm gonna go Hoyer. Me too. I'm going to go Hoyer over Eli this week. God. Uh, so we already talked about this next one at milwaukee 2422 tom brady and denver or live the stream yeah live it live it live it live the stream hard last question of the week is from at nick Foles week three he says guys have you changed your numbers haven't heard from you in like nine weeks am i still invited to yours to, to yours for thanksgiving go away nick Foles week three will we never outrun you will we never live past you i can't I, We're never gonna live past it. It's never I, gonna happen. I can't deal with it. And I have, I, I, in the very back of my mind, I feel a Brian Hoyer Week Twelve Twitter account emerging. But oh, it's gonna be so bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be so bad, Denny. I, I don't think I can handle it. I swear to Jesus, Brian Hoyer, I will never forgive or forget if this goes wrong. I I was in a deep depression after that Nick Foles week. I know. I almost went down to Charlotte just to cheer you up. It was it was so so bad. I didn't eat for six days after that oh happened. God. It was it was so bad. It was I, so bad. Everyone, my friends were worried for me. I was. I know. I talked to your mom. She was crying. It was it was very. Uh, it was an emotional. It was an emotional time. Yeah. So please, Brian Hoyer, don't do this. Oh, don't do this, does. Please. This is this is a taxing job. It it's is. Tough. I wish that we could just be darter and be like Aaron Rodgers. It'd be nice. It'd yeah. be nice to not be held accountable for your picks, right? Or or to have such you know ridiculous such, like, surefire picks. I mean, surefire as in like Aaron Rodgers yeah. in Chicago is definitely not going to score six points. You know, what right? I mean? Yeah. Start start Carson Palmer this week. Right. He's probably going to tear his ACL now. Oh my! Why would you say that? <laughs> if that happens, actually, you know who has the the touch is is Ryan Forbes. Yeah, he, he oh. tweets it. last night. He tweeted something out about or yesterday during the day. He tweeted out about Danny Amendola getting hurt. He got hurt. He tweeted about Le'Veon Bell getting hurt. He got hurt. And there was another one that he. It was 
It's been uncanny this season. I mean, everyone's getting hurt, to be fair, but it's still been really ridiculous. He did that. Eddie Lacy was playing Washington during his rookie year, and Lacy was like the chalkiest pick ever. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He, he had like 50 yards on three carries to start the game, and then he got a concussion. At, right. right after four, was just like, was like Lacy injury coming right up. I was like, nah. Yeah. Uh. If, if you want terrible takes, then follow. No, I'm just kidding. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 a, he's a really fun follow. He's a great guy. He is. Uh, all right, Denny. That does it for the Thanksgiving pod. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you, not on Thanksgiving, but online? Yes. On on the internet, I am on I am at at C D Carter thirteen. <laughs> and uh and I'm gonna do a shameless plug here. Draftdayconsultants.com. We have a weekly DFS newsletter. We are going to have, um, according to sources deep within Draft Day Consultants, a an NFL playoff DFS newsletter as well. So um, if you are if you need that methadone to come off that DFS high from the regular season, we will be there for you. And I am JJ Zacharias, and you can find me on the internet on the internet. <laughs> you can find me on the internet at Late Round QB on the Twitter machine, and you can find all my stuff over at NumberFire.com. Denny, enjoy your Thanksgiving, man. Thanks. You too. I hope it's I hope it's a good time. Tell tell your family that I'm thankful. Tell your parents I'm thankful that they had you. Yeah, same here. And and if any DFS political hashtag takes come up, just leave the table, okay? Yeah, that's all you got to do. Just 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 leave the table, get away from it, and watch. J- the the best part of Thanksgiving is that we get to watch Jason Witten every year. Boom! Yes, it's a great time. So everyone, enjoy your Thanksgiving. We thank you for listening to our podcast. Enjoy your time off, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com.